Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. Time now for our second part of our conversation with Sal Capaccio as we get into the nuts and bolts of this matchup between the Browns and the Buffalo Bills. What are your thoughts on Josh Allen? He was limited today in practice. Um, What's the concern on that elbow? No concern. He didn't have any setbacks. It's really limited just because they're maintaining at this point. I will say, though, we didn't see him throw any balls at practice. I think he's going to he's going to pretty much this is going to be a thing where every week, guys, he's just not going to throw a lot throughout the week. And then he's going to show up and he's going to play because. He got through last week on Sunday after all that talk. He played, as you know, he started and then he got through. Okay. They have no issues. Um, and he threw the ball fine from what I could see. Um, maybe a, t- a little tiny, less zip on the ball, but for Josh Allen, that's still way more than most quarterbacks have anyway. Um, so from that standpoint, he's fine. I think the bigger concern with Josh Allen is the way he's playing lately, to be quite honest with you. He's thrown six interceptions the last three weeks, all of them in the second half of each game, two against green Bay, two against the jets, um, two against, I'm sorry. It wasn't, wasn't uh, it was one in the first half against the Jets, but then again against Minnesota, obviously he had the two um, and they've been in the red zone. Josh Allen for four and a half years was like the greatest red zone statistic quarterback ever. Like he never threw any interceptions in the red zone. Suddenly he's thrown a bunch in a few week period here. He's making bad decisions. He's not throwing it. You know, he doesn't not making uh, great passes in those situations. So I think that's where the concern lies. Not that it's overly concerning. He's Josh Allen. This thing, these things happen to great quarterbacks. So, you know, we'll see. But that's more of the concern of the elbow at this point, believe it or not. 
yeah, so the uh, the duct tape, the scotch tape, the masking tape all yep. keep the elbow back together. Uh, you know, to your point about the red zone interceptions that that Josh Allen has thrown, uh, how much of that is him trying to do too much? How much of that is, you know, as he's become one of the high-profile quarterbacks in the league, there's obviously a lot of tape on him. Uh, teams, you know, he's <laughs> circled on the calendar when the Bills yep. are on the schedule now. So teams really, uh, you know, prepare for him. Uh, just what do you think is going on with those interceptions and leading to those turnovers, which, as you said, early in his career were just such a rare thing to happen. So Patrick Peterson, who picked him off twice against Minnesota, was on a podcast after that. He was I don't remember the name of the podcast or I'd say it. Um, and he actually talked about how he had seen a lot on film from Josh and what the receivers were doing, where he knew kind of what Josh was going to do on that play. And he said and one of the things he said was really interesting. He said we know Josh Allen really trusts his arm to squeeze it in, in that spot. So I knew that if I could be there, I would have an opportunity. And therein lies the first part of your question, what you asked, which is how much is him just trying to do too much? Look, Josh does try to do too much. We know that he's always tried to do too much, but that's what makes him special guys. Like he usually can do that. He is, he is superhuman out there sometimes at what he can do, running the ball and throwing the ball. It's amazing to watch him play. He's Superman. He's such a big part of the offense. He does have to learn to check it down sometimes when he hasn't been. I think what's happening now, as you guys know, in baseball, he might grip the bat a little bit. There's hockey, you grip the stick a little tighter. When things start going wrong, you press even more. You want to make up for it. But I also say, what's the saying in basketball? Shoot or shoot. And you got to keep shooting. Look, I, 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 I think I would speak for most Bills fans when they would say, we don't want Josh Allen to stop being Josh Allen. That's what makes him great. If he stops being Josh Allen, you don't get the greatness of him, even if you kind of take away a few of the interceptions. I'd rather have him throw those interceptions because with that's going to come all those great special plays he makes by knowing that he can make those throws. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think that every once in a while, though, he has to remember, I don't have to win the Super Bowl on this play. I can just live to fight another day. Hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts just on the running game for both sides on this, if we have all the snow? I, you know, Obviously, we've got Nick John with Kareem Hunt, but um, yeah, I mean, you've got a quarterback who can run. You know? Yeah, the Bills do. I don't know how much they want to put him in harm's way with the elbow, especially, you know, so right. it was more on Devin Singletary and now they have Naeem Hines, James Cook, obviously. Um, this is not a great running team for the Bills, but I would point out their statistics are pretty good. Even without Josh Allen, they run the ball better than people think. They are more efficient than people think running the ball. They just don't do it a lot by volume. And then they get in these ruts where they really just can't run the ball very well. And they have to rely on Josh to do it. Um, they have to run the ball better in this game if they're going to win, because if the weather is going to be what it is, you're going to have to rely on that. You're not going to be able to necessarily throw the ball all over the yard. Um, I also know that, you know, the Browns have not been great against stopping the run. So the bills are going to want to take advantage of that. The bills have been leaky against the run, which plays into the Browns favor here. Now what's weird is the first five, six weeks, they were lights out guys. You could not run on this defense. Derrick Henry was stopped at his tracks. The bills just did a great job, but the last few weeks, green Bay in the second half, the jets in the fourth quarter, and then pretty much, you know, they stopped Minnesota most of the game, and there was an 81-yard run, and that kind of threw off the statistics. Teams have been running on them in critical situations lately, so I think that's where the Browns might have an advantage. I went back and watched some of that um, the 2007 highlights of when the Bills played the Browns in the snow, and there was an NFL high, there was an NFL Network highlight, and Steve Mariucci's on NFL Network, and Jamal Lewis ran all over the Bills in that game, and he said in the highlight, he said, in a game like this, you got to have a power back. That's what the Browns have. The Bills really don't have that. They don't have a power back. They're more guys who are all speed guys, spread the field, catch the ball, because that's their offense and how they've constructed it. The Bills also threw the ball 33 times in that game, which was insane because the <laughs> wind right. 
was just howling. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, the Browns at three and six, they're not where they want to be and, and where I, I think some thought that they could be, even with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. What is the uh, what's the Bills' take on the Browns right now? Uh, obviously, you know, there's that inherent respect that comes uh, that, that every opponent gets. But, uh, you know, just how do the Bills feel? Uh, about this Browns team and, uh, you know, the challenge they could pose. Well, uh, from the locker room, lots of respect, right? You're always going to get that from player to player. I will tell you this. Von Miller has so much immense respect for Miles Garrett. They don't even have to block him, but they both went to Texas A&M, obviously. I reminded Von today, though. I said, do you ever give um, Von a little bit of grief, give uh, Miles a little bit of grief that you had a half a sack more at Texas A&M? But he also reminded me that Miles only played three years. So he knows, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, well, that's great, but said I played four. So these guys are they have a healthy respect. Deion Dawkins talked very glowingly about Miles today. He said that he told him at the Pro Bowl, you are the toughest player I have to block. He said, you're the toughest player in the league that I've had to block. And that's how much respect those guys get. And here in Buffalo, we know what Wyatt Teller can do, right? With that trade. I mean, even Brandon Bean says that's one I'd like to have back basically. Like it's one that I, I didn't, I didn't nail. I didn't hit. And I, you know, it's, I made a mistake on that one. Um, he's that's basically, funny. we say the same thing about Josh Allen. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, there's a healthy respect there. I think from a media standpoint, from a fan standpoint, it's come on. It's the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett. Like you're the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. You got to win this game. Yeah, they have a good run game. They can't, that, That's all they can really do on you. You should be able to throw the ball on them, run the ball on them. Um, you know, unless you give them the game, then you should beat them. I think that's the general consensus here in Buffalo. But with the weather, usually the ultimate equalizer, I think Bills fans are a little nervous here. You had a two-game losing streak. You've turned the ball over a lot. This is the recipe for a kind of game where something like that could happen again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I look, I can't let you get out of here without asking you about the new stadium. Yeah. And the question is, how can you drop $1.2 billion on a stadium and not put a roof on it. <laughs> so the answer Daryl is, and I guess that I would sound like I'm giving you like the bills answer here, but because a roof on it would make it $1.9 billion, <laughs> but it's 1.2 billion. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. And, and when you're counting pennies, so to speak, and you don't want to pay a lot of it from private financing and get a lot from public, that's a lot more to ask from the public. You don't know if you're going to get it. And you know, the, a lot of it has to do with the money. It's mostly the money. I will tell you, though, that a lot of it also, the Bills did a study. They did a lot of surveys from fans. There are a lot of fans that didn't want a dome. They're like, we like playing the way, that, like this. This is this is Buffalo football. So what they are going to do is have a canopy, like in Seattle. And it's going to cover basically like 65% of the seats where if you go to the game and it is precipitation, you shouldn't be rained on. You shouldn't be snowed on oh. um, because you're, you're being covered like that. But we'll see. There are a lot of really interesting um, things about the stadium. The one that is really cool that I think your listeners would be interested to know about, especially because you live in a, you know, where the wind comes off the lake there. And what we need doing... a new stadium here. Like that's part, wow. that's part of what the Browns are doing right now is they're researching their stadium options. Okay. 
Well, in this stadium where the bills are, it actually goes down into the ground. It's actually built into the ground. So like the upper deck is actually on the, the, the ground level, if you will. So when the wind like comes in, yeah. So when the wind comes in, it goes down and it swirls down into the bowl. So what they're going to do is the new stadium is going to be built up, but it's a new term that I learned. It's called wind confusion. I am not an expert on this. I'm telling you what I've learned and what I've been told. Okay. So the stadium is going to have this three prong mesh basically around the actual stadium, if you will, and how it's built into the actual structure of it. And when the wind hits it, I guess what happens when wind hit con- hits concrete, it goes up and then it goes down. In this particular structure, the wind is going to hit it and it's going to keep going, but dissipate. So when it goes oh. inside the stadium, you will not feel the wind like you do outside the stadium. I- I'm going to stop you right there. First Energy Stadium has some of that, and it makes the wind swirl. That's okay. why they. Ha- that's why they have the Dawson. Where is it, Daryl? I like. I didn't even know that. Where in, in the upper deck? If you look, if you look at the upper deck of First Energy Stadium, yeah, uh, in the open areas there, there, there is that mesh. It looks like mesh fencing type. Uh, and, yeah, I guess I just never realized what it was. It, it's a it's a wind diffuser, mm-hmm. but. What ha- what has happened though in that stadium is the wind swirls. That's why when you go back to that 07 Browns Bills game when Phil Dawson hit that 49 yard boomerang kick that skid off the crossbar and took snow with it that that snuck through, they have that the Browns have the the they call it the Dawson flag uh, to right. help gauge the wind in that stadium. So let me uh, ask you this, Daryl. Though is it let's say it's 30 mile an hour gusts outside the stadium? Is that what it is on the field still? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, because yeah. the way it's been described to us, and it might be different because yeah. it will be a little more enclosed with the canopy and all that. Now, the way your stadium is going to be configured could be right. completely different because first, see, First Energy Stadium, there's like notches cut in the stadium. Gotcha. So, like the dog pound, there's two notches in uh, on the on that east side of the stadium. On the west side, it's enclosed facing north and northwest, but then the southwest area that there's a notch there. So maybe the, maybe the notches have, you know, complicate things or whatever, but I'm just letting you know, yeah, we have some of that at first energy stadium and it's not it, working out as well. It doesn't work as well, but you know, maybe with the, the way the architects uh, build yours, it'll work. And then we can steal that idea from you. <laughs> All right. So I have two huge questions for you as we wrap okay. this thing up. One, since you live downtown, you're closer to anchor bar duffs or anchor bar. Um, well, I would tell you that unless one is an official sponsor, uh, I don't want to No, no, but you see, it's like going to, I'll put it this way. It's like going to Philly for a cheesesteak and everyone says, do you do Geno's or, or what, what is it? Pat's maybe or something. I don't even know what I think that is. And Pat's, but, but you know what everybody says? You don't go there. You go to the other places that nobody knows about. I would say that in Buffalo, like both Duff's and anchor bar are great for the nostalgia and they both have really good wings. I'm not going to deny Like I like, I would go to either of them to eat wings. I'm fine. But you got to come here and go to Barbill, Gabriel's Gate, 911 Tavern, Elmo's. Like those are the places that you come to Buffalo and get wings. If you want to experience Buffalo and say, then go to Anchor Bar and say, I went to where the chicken wing was made. And right. literally the Anchor Bar is like less than a mile from my house. Like you can go there and do that. But if you really want like great wings that you can go home and say, oh my God, I can't believe those wings of Buffalo are everything everybody said about. I think you go to those other places that you don't really talk about. Gotcha. I don't know. The first time I went to Duff's because – I went to Duff's and I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. So they're good. I'm, I'm a big fan there. For sure. Right, Duff's are very is, good too. Yes. All right. So this is my last question for you. Is Dustin Fox, who was our afternoon host and former Buffalo Bill, the greatest six tackle defensive back in Buffalo Bill's history? Six, he had six full tackles. Tackle, six tackle defensive back. 
Um, so I actually texted Dustin the other day to come on and he said, I'm too busy doing Maxion this week. Right. So, oh, he's oh, big right. time now. I know. Right. So and I'm like, I love Maxion. Right. So, I mean, you know, he's got, he's got to pull the, uh, I'm, I'm on TV pulling, doing the Maxion card. Uh, I guess so. I don't know of anybody else who had six tackles in their career specifically. So he must be, so I, I would, I would go with that. I just wanted to give him his own special place in Buffalo Bills history. That's all. <laughs> You know, people who uh, play here, though, you'll talk to Dustin. I know they, they – everybody you know, who's played in Buffalo has, I think, you know, like good things to say about it and fond memories. I think same thing in Cleveland, right? It's one of those kind of, um, you know, legacy type of cities to play football in for sure. And I think that's why, you know, games like this, these two these two teams, like it, it stinks that the weather's going to be the story because I think personally, guys, the NFL is better when the Bills and Browns are both pretty good and fighting. I, I, I just do. I grew up with it. I grew up on it. You know, I know you guys lost the team for a few years there and – I think that both these cities, both these teams, like it's, it's just cool in the NFL when they're fighting it out. Yeah. Well, maybe someday the Browns will get their act together. We'd like to be like you one day, one day we dream, we can dream big. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. So yeah, if only the Browns would have drafted Josh Allen, but then the thing is, is who knows how successful we begin. Sal, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you. And, uh, goggles and snowshoes that's my my uh amateur recommendation for you i have my ski goggles ready buddy i will i will see you hopefully on sunday safe travels here be very careful on your way up and uh, hopefully it all goes well and um we'll have the soup and the wings ready for you thanks so much for joining us sal thank you sal and thank you wgr our, our sister station in buffalo again sal is the sideline reporter for the buffalo bills and he hosts it's always game day in buffalo our sister show That'll do it for this edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland for our producer, Meredith Kane and Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We'll come back with you after the game on Sunday for our post-game report between the Bills and the Browns. It's always game day in Cleveland.